Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. And went to the tomb. So Jesus had already um, died on the cross and he was put in the tomb. And it says, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. How many know that would be pretty cool? They're gleaming like lightning. And it says here, um, it says, in their fright, the women bowed down in their, and with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look? for the living among the dead. And that's what I want to focus on tonight, is why are we looking for the living among the dead? We're, we're looking at resurrection life. We're not looking at dead things. We're looking at things that God has brought to life. Amen? We, are, we don't need to look for the living among the dead. It says here, he is not here, he is risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. So Jesus fulfilled his own prophecy. Amen? That's self-fulfilled prophecy. Not to add also that hundreds and hundreds of prophecies for hundreds of years before that also accounted for it in minute details. I could do a whole year of sermons on that. There are hundreds of prophecies that were all fulfilled. So he fulfilled it. Amen? And so resurrection life is what we're celebrating. So we're going to look at... um, uh, tonight we're gonna we're gonna have some testimonies from the youth. I'm excited because they spent their whole Easter weekend just pressing into God, going after God. And I'll tell you, it's never a bad thing when that happens. So, but I wanted to just bring. Uh, I wanted to uh, do one account here of a changed life from the scriptures, and it's Paul, and he's in, in Philippians. He's telling his story. Now, Paul was a persecutor of the church to the point that he was killing Christians, and he was a, a righteous zealot. So, in other words, he was perfect in the law. He was a, a goody Christian two shoes to the point of he never broke one law. He was like. He was super, super strict, but he wasn't a Christian. He was uh, a book of the law uh, believer. And so he was persecuting Christians because they were teaching it's by faith. But what happened? God's more powerful. And he bumped into God one day, and God said, it's not good for you, Saul, to kick against the goads. What are you going to do? And at that point, he was like, he changed. He turned. He encountered Jesus, and it turned his life around. And this is what Paul said. Now, we're talking, this is a scholar. We're talking a guy who, when it comes to um, a resume for godliness, he had so many things that he could have he basically used for his merit. And this is what he's saying. He says, but whatever were gains to me, uh, Philippians 3, 7 to 14, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through Christ, faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. And I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Amen? But he says, But not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, 
I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Amen? And so all of you uh, young ones are going to be getting up and, and sharing. This is a step, but it's a step towards Christ and the goal he has for you. He's calling you heavenward, and he's calling you higher and higher and higher and into more. Amen? And I had uh, Ethan before the service. He's like, um, how, long, how long do I have? He was like, I'm like, why, do you want to take over the whole service? He's like, so Ethan got a lot. I don't know if we're going to let him go first or last. I'm trying to think. <laughs> now, let's let, you want to go first, don't you? Sure. <laughs> All right, we'll give it up for Ethan. Well, you can, uh, or you can sit and then come on up, and that way you're more relaxed, because as each one shares, so I'm saying like three to five minutes, so then everyone gets a chance. (laughs) He's going last. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we got the opportunity to take our youth group to Freshwin once again. Yay. Yeah, I will. So we took them in 2019 when we first, before we even started our youth group. And um, as we all know, it's been a interesting past few years. So they really haven't experienced a lot of events other than coming to youth. So, um, yeah, we went down on Thursday night. We stayed in a hotel. And then we went. So there was Thursday night, all day Friday, and all day Saturday. And then we came back very late last night. So um, it was a great time. We have some pictures to show if they'll work. In a video? We'll do the pictures first. Is it working? No? We just have a video. Maybe you turn the one off. There's audio, too, if you can get that. Don't look. Close your eyes. <laughs> Do I help them? You got it? Cool. So, during worship yesterday morning, um, we were all worshiping, and we were singing the song, I can't remember what it's called, but the part where I don't want anything else, I don't need anything else, all of a sudden, the power went out. On the stage, just on the stage. All the lights went off, all the sound went off, the worship leaders were like, uh, and it was so crazy, the youth did not skip a beat. They just start. they just continued to worship, and I honestly think it was the Lord. Like, I think in youth conferences, it can sometimes be cool with the lights and the show and all that stuff but I honestly think it was God being like will you worship me if if you don't have it all so the worship leaders were just like they weren't playing they they couldn't play there was it took them like five minutes to recover from that and like the whole place was just worshiping God it was really beautiful so anyways hopefully the hopefully our sound works oh no sound still oh it's okay okay So there was about 40 of us that went down. We went down with Catch the Fire Berry. And so we had a loud, big group with us. Lots of food and snacks and praying for each other and worshiping. You there joy. we go. You're the smile <laughs> on the face of your boy. Yeah, let's restart it. You're the flowers at the park. <laughs> and the Not about you. Everywhere that I go, you keep showing up. Lord, you make me want to shine. Joy, you're the smile on the face of your boy. You're the flowers at the park. It's Josiah's birthday today, Still 17 years old. Of our coins. Let's make some noise. You cover me, my defender, when you're rolling up your sleeve. You're the truth that's gonna set the captive free. 
The only king that's ever chose to bleed That's what I believe But they keep trying to make your glory fade But I ain't really sweating what they say Ain't no doubt about you Yay, got it to work. So, you guys, uh, you may be wondering why Michael was standing in a bucket. <laughs> um, so the first night, I'm pretty sure maybe all of them will talk about it, but I think it impacted us the most. So um, they had a, a speaker come named Robbie Dawkins, and he talked about how his grandfather was a preacher during the Depression. And um, anyways, long story short, his 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 grandfather just was, like, speaking out for the thing of, things of God. And while everybody else, like, was trying to grow potatoes and they weren't getting no bigger than this side, his his grandfather was growing these, like, huge, huge potatoes. And, like, God was just blessing him and everything. So, um, anyways, there was a service one, one night and his, Robbie's mother, the grandfather's daughter, um, came up to give an offering. And they were poor farmer's family. They didn't have any money. And... She she didn't have anything to give. So she grabbed the basket and she stood in it and she told and she was ten years old and she said to the Lord, God, I don't have anything, but you can have me and you can have my generations. And he was talking about the legacy of like, will we be the person to stand in the basket? And like and he was saying like he was inside of his mother at that time. She was only ten, but he was there. And now his son is like an evangelist and and they've just created this whole generation, this whole lineage of like women and men of God. So that was just so strong and like all of our youth went up and decided that they want that. And um yeah, there was just such a change in their and so many of them, a lot of them are missing, but it was just such a beautiful time. Um, and also, like, so Daniel and I got to go to some, it wasn't specifically for youth pastors, but just some sessions that we really received in. And um, one of them was just uh, about understanding your why and just constantly coming back to your why. That really impacted us. And lastly, I just wanted to share that it's just so crazy to see, like, Daniel and I have been serving the Lord faithfully since we were teenagers to see the whole, just the whole cycle come back into, like, it's just a crazy feeling. It's wild to see. And also, like, this is our fourth year of doing Wadi Youth. And um, it's just amazing to see, like, when we started, they were all... Actually, I believe we started this month. We did. Yeah, we did. Like, That's freshman was the first thing that we did. So a lot of them were in grade 7 when we started. Now they're in grade 10, 11. So they're getting ready for, yeah, we had COVID. They've they've gone through so much. So it's just so beautiful to see. So do you want to yeah. end or do you want to? Uh, actually, yeah, maybe I'll end. Yeah, okay. Do one of you want to come up? Mike, do you want to go? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, you want to go first? Or? Happy birthday. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Wow. Thank you all for coming out. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just want to thank God, you know. It was such a powerful weekend. It was, it was so good. I want to relive it every day and, like, not stop, you know. Um, I just came to share my testimony. So, I don't know, where should I start? I, I, I was saying I was going to start, like, way back in my life, but, okay. So, I was, I, before we went to the conference, I decided that, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to come back different. I will come back different. I didn't know what was going to be different, but I knew I was going to come back different and something was going to change. And so the first day we got there, the first day we got there, the worship was, oh, my gosh. The worship was incredible, incredible. And, you know, when you're just a bunch of, when you're around just a bunch of youth, your own age, you know, uh, you know, some people might get, nervous some people might get scared like oh what does she think of me what does she think of me like okay I'm, I'm not gonna raise my hand i'm not gonna show you don't think i'm weird but our youth group became 
And it was like, we were there like years and years, like everybody knew. Like we just came and we were so comfortable. Some of us were kneeling down. Some of us were lying down. Some of us were lifting our hands, just jumping, praising. And it was so awesome to see other people our own age being on fire for God, having this, having this passion for, 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 for worshiping God. And honestly, it was so awesome just to see. And so the second day, we spent all day. Um, it, was, it, was, it was honestly pretty nice. It was really, what did I say pretty nice? It was really good. It was really good. Um, the preachers, um, it, was, it, it was really amazing. Just like Sidney said, Robbie, um, he preached about how um, he was persecuted like three times when he was taken to jail. Um, he was put in this cold, um, what's it called, the um, can, sea can, yeah. And uh, it was cold, like he, he, couldn't, he could barely talk. He was, he was getting persecuted left and right. But by Jesus' miracle, by, by a miracle, he was able to get freed. He was healing the sick. We literally saw on a video, this man's hand was like cupped like this. And on video, we saw Jesus just deliver and perform a miracle. And it was like just a refresher of our faith, you know. Like just going there was just a refreshing of faith for all of us, honestly, for all of us. Um, we, have, uh, we had people crying on the floor. Honestly, that's the first time I actually cried in a while, in a long while. Because for me, I felt like crying was just like, you know, like for, oh, like as a man, why are you crying? Like. You have other things to be worrying about. Like, you're a man. Like, you shouldn't be crying about anything, honestly. But freshman just showed me that actually when you cry, that makes you more of a man because that means you're releasing all things that you've held, you know, things that, you, things, things that you've been thinking about, everything that's been bothering you. And so, honestly, that was just, it was just, it was just so amazing. It was, it was a refresher, honestly. Um, that was the first time I cried in, you know, while I know it can testify it because I always used to be like, yo, stop crying. But, <laughs> I was, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and on the third day, on the third day, I just wanted to stay there forever, honestly. On the third day, um, played a bunch of games, really fun. Uh, I made so much, I made so much friends. I made new friends. We all made new friends. We, we we're talking to them right now. We're, we made new friends and just to share our faith and just to um, join in, in our, um, everybody's faith is just, just like you saw in the video, we're on a big group. We were all praying for each other. This, this, um, this one, uh, this one guy's, um, mom, she has cancer. And so we, we prayed for her. We prayed for her. We're believing that Jesus already healed her because because I went to church today, earlier in the morning, and my pastor said something. He's like, we shouldn't be asking God for something that we already have. We shouldn't be asking God, oh, God, can you, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? But, and he's like, but I've already given it to you. I've already given it to you. So you just need to, honestly, the, the prayer is to, just to open your eyes and receive and just know that, yes, this this is this is what happened this is what god has given to me and and i receive it with full faith because faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains it can move mountains so just having that little faith it would take you so 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 far it would take you so far and um this is just my uh testimony that i came back i am changed i have been changed uh i'm a different person I've, um, all the unforgiveness that I've had that I didn't even know I had, it's all gone. I feel so light. If y'all can understand what I'm saying, I feel like God has just taken everything and he's put his, he's poured his spirit, his spirit, just, just poured his spirit down on me. That's all. All right. That was good. That was really good. That was really good. I honestly, this is going to be all over, like, I just feel filled, like, I don't even know where to start. It's going to be messed up, but I'm just going <laughs> to, so I'm just going to say a few, like, of the highlights, and then if you want to hear more, come to me after. Like, I have so much. I have so much. But yeah, before, before I went, I don't know, I just felt, I just felt hopeless. I felt stuck. I felt, as in, as Pastor Greg would say, in plain mode, instead of pilot mode, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh. I don't know, I just felt lost, and I was going, like, kind of expecting, but 
still not really. I didn't really expect much to happen. But the first day, I don't know. When we just started worshiping, I just decided then to give it all. I was just, I was just going to give it all. I didn't care about what I was going to lose. It was all about what I was going to gain. But so the first night, I just I started doing that. And then by the end of the night, I just felt so much joy. Like I was just jumping around and I was smiling the entire night. I was just laughing for no reason. Like I just felt so joyful for the first time in so long. And then, yeah. But, I don't know. I just I feel like I've gained so many things. Like I've gained peace and I've just I've gained faith. Like which honestly, I haven't had much faith, but that's what I was expecting when I was going there. That was the one thing I was expecting. I was I just felt like I was going to get faith which I have gotten faith, and it's like, oh, it's just crazy. But uh, let me think of some stories, some things I can say. Uh, yeah, we can say what happened today. So the whole thing, yeah, come up, come up. I feel like you should say this. Yeah, so um, I was just walking to Josiah's house, and I was like, Ethan, you should come with me just to pick him up and just to walk with him back here because, uh, you know, we wanted to share his testimony. And we were just like, me and Ethan were just walking, and we're just like listening to worship music, and we're just like, like we can still kind of feel it and everything, and we're just, we're just like, soak, like we're soaking in still, just like enjoying the day and everything. And we were just also like, things were just coming to us. Like we were just saying what was on our mind. Like we could feel like God was speaking to us and um, we were just saying what was on our mind and stuff, and then, yeah, and then it just, and then we just had that feeling where it was like, we were just like very like, like excited, we were like super happy and everything, so then we picked up Josiah, and we were walking back here, and um, we just like, we we're like, we, well, before we left, we actually got some like cards to hand out, and be like, you should come like to church and everything to like, hand out to people, and um, so yeah, we did that, and we, there was times where like, you know, we're like, oh, you know, that guy's listening to, to music. Uh, we could give him a car, but I don't want to bother him. So, you know, like making up excuses, being like, you know, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, but <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, oh, at the school. So then I, I, I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like we should just, I told them, and I'm like, on the way back, I'm like, I feel like we should just, like, go, like, to Barry North because I've, you know, High school, you know, there's so much stories I hear from, like, my school, from all schools around Barrie, like, drugs, like, all this stuff. So I'm like, you know what, I feel like the youth, the youth is still, like, really, like, crying out, like, they're, they're, they want, they want something, like, they want, like, like we spoke about in the hotel room, like, the youth want something to, to hold on to. So I'm like, yeah, so I was like, I told them, I'm like, I feel like we should actually go and, like, put our hands on the wall of, like, the school and like just pray over it. So then we were doing that, and um, there was even so so we did that. There was even a girl that was sitting and just watching us. You could just see her watching us the whole time. She was like, her name was Maya, and uh, she's like older. She's like twenty something. She <laughs> so then so then so then, but you could just you could just see she you could just see her like you could just see her watching us. Oh, sorry, no, older. She's older. Yeah, so then, so, okay, now you're, yeah, so then, so then we were, wa- we were walking back from, like, you know, and, and then she just says, and we were, we were always afraid, we are like, okay, what if we, like, you know, if we talk to people about God, like, what are they going to say, like, how are they going to react, and um, it was just a reminder, because when we were walking back, like, she was like, I really appreciate what you guys are doing, and, like, she's like, I, like, I really, she was like, I was even praying for you guys when you were praying for the school, and then she was just, uh, she just, and then she would just was also like we just were talking to her. We were just like we were like giving different perspectives. Like she was giving us her perspective. She was like, well, you know, like you know, well, she was, she was giving her perspective on God, and we were just like talking back and forth. And then it ended up with like us praying for her, and then kind of left. And then and then we even went to the park later, and there was like these group of kids, and they were just we prayed for them. Like we we're just kind of going like. You know what I'm saying? Like on the way back to to church. So yeah, that's kind of what happened.
you got more? Okay. okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. So the second day, the second day I was expecting more to happen. Like I was expecting it to be this magnificent just miracle or something. But the second day, I, I just got surprised. It was, it was just such a peaceful day. Like from worship, while everyone was jumping around, I was, I was just sitting there, just soaking it in. And then later that day, in the free time, we just went to this place called The Soaking Room, mainly just because I was tired and I wanted to take a nap and Michael wanted to go. But, um, yeah, when I went in, it was almost like this wave of peace just flowed over me. And I was just sitting there, and I, it was just so much peace. I don't, that's all I can say. Like, I don't know. Time went by so fast, and it was almost just like I was just there in his presence for so long. And by the end of that, I got like three hours of sleep the night before, so I was exhausted. But when I left, it felt like I got like a full 12 hours sleep and it was just like restoration. I don't know how to explain it. And then, yeah, the last night, um, I was just worshiping and I felt God say to like go on my knees. I was like, but why? That's, that's kind of embarrassing. Everybody's going to look at me weird. I was like, I, I procrastinated for a while, but then I just ended up doing it. And I just focused on him. But then I opened my eyes, and there were so many people around me also on their knees. And then they just started praying for me. And they got, like, words of knowledge for me. And I just, I just, I really felt the presence of God. And I just, I could, I could feel God, like, the Holy Spirit was working through me to touch them. Like, everyone around me was just, like, falling over and just entering the presence of God. And it was just so cool. Like, but yeah, and then... The whole weekend, I was getting so many visions for people, and visions even just about the youth. Like, I got so many about the youth. Even today, I got some. Like, the, the last thing I'm going to share is on the car ride here, I got this hoodie. Yeah, it says passion to the youth, or for the youth, I forget what. But um, I, was just, I, was just, I was just curious what that meant, so I just like, thought about it for a while. And just like, asked God and stuff. And he didn't really explain what it meant. But he explained, like, he just showed me something. He just told me something that people were going to, like, ask about this. And, like, I was just going to tell them. Like, I was going to preach to them. And he told me, I'm going to use the youth to reach the youth. That was That's so good. Do you want to share? Yeah, share, share what God did with you at the conference. Yeah, so, um, I don't know, I guess walking into the conference, I'm still trying to figure things out, to be honest. It's, I still feel like from the conference, it just planted a seed in me. I still feel like there's so much I need to be set free from, but it was just like, you know, a start. So, but, um, yeah, I just, just, my mind's been all over the place before the conference. So many, like, struggles I've been going through, like, kind of slipping into depression, kind of just all over the place. My mind is just not clear, like, failing in school, kind of just really not doing good and then I just wanted yeah I just wanted like a clear mind I wanted to just like come back here and go back to school and like the problem like face the problems I'm like dealing with and just like let that not affect me because it's like this took a toll on me so much so um that's that's what I was hoping for um I would say that I do a little bit have more like peace and like my mind is a little more clear like I'm not so much like worrying about and like thinking about like the bad things that have happened I'm just kind of like just like resting and just just I don't, I don't know but I for the for the conference though I really like how like much I, we connected with people I think that's I think we can all agree that it was like how much we just connected with people with ourselves but also with like people from like other youth groups or stuff like that it was just, it was amazing. I think the best part of the conference for me wasn't even at the conference, like, worshiping or something like that. It was just at the hotel room. Like, just the guys, we just were talking for hours. Like, it was, like, we just, we only got, like, four hours of sleep one night. We were just talking till like, two or three in the morning. Just, it was just crazy. Like, that was just such a good time. And that's when I was happy. I was like, wow, like, I'm, I like talking to these, these people. I like talking to you guys. Like, I like, so, um... So yeah, that was good. And then, yeah, just at the end, um, the last day, just connecting with people, like people we don't even know. And, um, you know, it's like we're still, like that's what I mean, we're still even in contact with people we've met. And it's just, 
it's like those type of people that are gonna like you know like they're gonna you're gonna kind of always have contact with them like they're always there for you so yeah I'm excited to see where that goes one more So, before I went to the youth conference, like, I come to, like, youth group and everything, like, I try and get, like, the feel of God, but, like, I haven't been, like, sensing his presence lately or anything, so I was kind of looking for that when I went to the conference, but the first night I didn't, like, I didn't really enjoy the worship, but I didn't get, like, much out of it. What was, like, really that hit me was the second night when all of, like, the power went out and all I could hear was just the youth singing. And it was just, like, you could feel his presence, like, just telling us, like, continue, keep going, like, worship me. Like, and it was just so amazing and, like, fulfilling in that moment. And, like, it was just amazing. And then on the third night, everything was just multiplied. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It was just so much more. And, like, I got visions about, like, how I can lead my family to God because they're not Christian or anything. And then I also got visions for other people like in the youth that were there. And there were just so many things, like everything that he was sharing. It was just amazing. Um, So for me, I'm still kind of processing like what, happened <laughs> what I got out of it I'm still kind of processing but I do know one thing I got out of it was that so before I was dealing with quite a bit of anxiety like just in a lot of areas like especially talking to people or in front of people <laughs> so clearly something's changed <laughs> um but yeah so but yeah so um I went up for prayer because I was like you know, can always get more prayer, right? <laughs> Why not? And somebody came over to me. I think her name was Cadence. So she was a youth leader there. And she got a word of knowledge for me, which was, um, well, she, she just said, like, I feel like you get a lot of anxiety. And so she wanted to pray for me for that. So she did. And, yeah, I feel a lot, like, it's a lot easier to talk in front of people and work with people. So that was definitely something. So, yeah. <laughs> I got one more. I got one more. <laughs> so when Sydney was talking about how um, Robbie was, um, he put the basket and Michael went to um, stepping in, you know, a bunch of us, we all went up. And I went up, I went in there. I didn't even realize what I was going into. But that night, with prayer, no, okay, let me give you a background. I, my dad is a pastor, right? So he prays, he prays so hard and his prayers are so powerful. And I just admire it, right? And I stepped in a basket and I started praying. And I could feel like... I could feel like he was the one praying, like, through me. Like, I, I could feel the Holy Spirit. Like, I just started speaking in tongues randomly. I just started laughing randomly. I was shaking. My feet were on fire. And it was just, it was honestly so crazy because Daniel and um, I think it was Isaiah, when they reminded me, oh, you stepped in a basket. And that was like, oh, yes. Uh, I just got a generational blessing. It was a generational blessing, which is going to extend even further down my generation, you know, and my pastor always says, my pastor says, if you don't pray, then you become prey, if you understand what I'm saying, if you don't pray, then you become prey, so I just want to share that the power of prayer is so powerful, because you can feel, you can feel, you can feel you doing something and speaking 
blessings over someone else's life. You know, you can you, you can feel that. And uh, I just want to encourage all of us to just continue praying, continue talking to God, because that's honestly the best way to talk to him. That's honestly the best way. So that's all I have. Okay, so my last thing, I feel like this is kind of for all of us, but uh, there's this one, I don't know, I think it was like yesterday morning, but one of the, like someone just went up on stage and she just said, ask God to show you his kingdom. And I was like, I've always wanted to see heaven. Like, I want to I see what it looks like. I want to see what it looks like, and I want to see everything. But So I closed my eyes and just asked that, and I waited a couple minutes, and I was like, oh, I guess, I guess I'm not getting anything. But then I opened my eyes, and so clearly, like, I looked around, and I heard him say, this is my kingdom. You are my kingdom. Yeah, that's... Come on. Come on. Come on. I just want to say, um, it was, oh, what is the word, man? There's like, I got to find the best word I can think of to describe what I want to say right now. And I can't think of it, but it was incredible seeing you guys just being touched by the presence of God and, and just seeing you guys speaking right now and like all the areas that God has touched you. Just believe that he is going to continue to touch each and every one of you, that more is going to happen through you guys, that more is going to happen. Um, I feel like we're going to get more into praying for you guys a little later, but, um, oh, where do I start? Okay. So I'm, I'm doing this without, I'm, I'm so used to having someone in front of, I'm a preacher. So I'm so used to preparing a message and preparing something, um, to speak, but I really felt that God just wanted to do something new in me. And so I'm actually just going to do it without anything in front of me. Um, but one of the things, I guess I'll go off of what you guys are talking about with uh, the bucket. Um, that message marked me so much. Um, just because Jess and I, I'm newly married, by the way. This is my wife, Jess, over here. Um, and my mom, my mom is here, too. She's in the front row. She's all the way from One Sound. Um, so I'm so happy that my mom could make it. Um, but um, that message marked me in just... Jess and I are obviously starting a family together, um, and soon we're going to start having kids. And one of the things that's kind of been a bit of a fear in my life is that I'm going to pass down all the hurt and all the pain that I've been experiencing in my life. Um, so that message marked me to show that, you know, we can have a generational blessing past our own abilities, past um, what what's happening in our life right now. And that God can bless future generations just because of a moment in our lives. And, um, and so that's why I stepped in the bucket. Because I wanted to bless my children that come after me. And, and bless my, my future generations that come from Jess and I. Um, so that was definitely something that, um, that, that was why I got up and uh, stepped in the bucket. Um, the second thing... Um, was definitely what Noah brought up a little bit, was when all the guys, this didn't happen at Fresh Wind, we were just all talking, this is back in our hotel room, we had just got back uh, from Fresh Wind, and like, I just kind of, I remember walking into the room, and all you guys were just like talking and talking, and I was like, oh, I'm staying here, and so like, I went in, and uh, and we were all just talking about the things of God, and just like bouncing off each other, and just sharing ideas and things that God has shown us, and and it was so beautiful. It was so incredible just seeing all the guys just passionately talking about the things of God. And, and um, yeah, that was amazing. Uh, probably one of my favorite things that happened at All the Fresh Wind, just seeing you guys, like just seeing each and every one of you. And I'm sorry, I didn't get to see the girls do it, but I got to see the guys do it. And, we, and just as Daniel and I, we were just leaders just like speaking into their lives and speaking truth. And, and then they were speaking truth. And it was just, it was so beautiful. Um, and then um, I think it was the, I think it was the last day. Was that the forgiveness session was the last day, right? It was the, oh, it was the second day. Okay, so the second day. Um, so that session, like, rocked my world. Um, I, um, for those of you who don't know, um, my mom and my dad have gone through a divorce. Um, and that has affected me a little bit. Um, but I, I actually, I, I got the opportunity to tell my mom 
and not my dad yet, but I will, um, that I've forgiven them for, for the divorce that happened. Cause I know that, you know, my mom tried, I know that you tried and I'm not going to get into that too much, but I want you to know that I love you so much. And I, I just love you. Um, um, and, uh, that, that session, the forgiveness session, I actually didn't initially know what I was going up for, but I felt so strong. I was like, Michael, like I felt God said, you need to go up. And, um, and so I went up and I was like, okay, God, why am I here? Like, and he was saying that you need to forgive your mom. You need to forgive your dad and you need to forgive your sister. And I just broke down. I didn't even know where to start. I, uh, I think I cried harder than I've ever cried in my life up there, and Noah was actually with me. He uh, had his arms wrapped around me, which, by the way, thank you. Thank you, Noah. Yeah, thank you. Um, but um, that, just being up there, um, I just broke down. I weeped, and this girl came up to me, and she, um, she, I don't remember all of what she said, but the one thing I remember is that there's going to be joy in the morning, and um and I actually felt like God was saying that, um, or I really felt that God was literally taking the pain of the divorce out of my life and that he was replacing it with his joy. Um, and I actually felt it. Like, I actually felt so light after just like what Josiah was saying. I felt so light um, just from all of uh, that pain and hurt that I've been feeling. Um, so that was definitely a very special moment in my life. And obviously... Um, to bring change the like <laughs> not so that we're so depressing up here but uh, <laughs> um we also had some laser tag which was really cool they did a new like thing where they did laser tag and that was a lot of fun I lost I think I was like 11th I was so bad but it was still a lot of fun um we also did bazooka blast uh which was a new thing that they did which was basically just shooting each other with a bunch of foam balls just for fun it was a lot of fun um, so that was some fun stuff. And then, like, I, I actually really enjoyed the soaking room when we went in. It was so peaceful. Yeah. Yeah, it was so peaceful. Yeah, you, I actually have a picture of you sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just honestly the, and, uh, I mean, obviously the worship was incredible. Um there was just such freedom in, in that place, just such freedom to worship. Like, and I'm, I'm the type of person to overthink, um, like how I worship God. Like, I'll be like, God, do you want me to jump? God, do you want me to raise my hands? God, do you, and I'm, and he's just like, dude, do whatever you want. Like, just worship me. That's all you have to do. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Just worship me. And it can look like jumping. It can look like raising your hands. It can look like clapping. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Just worship me. And um, so I felt like I got a lot of freedom in that area too, just in, in just expressing yourself in worship. Like guys, don't, like I know that we're in church and like, you know, we're in the awe, off, awe presence of God. Like it's awe, like we're in awe of him. But it's okay to express yourself in joy, like to clap, to raise your hands. Like, and I know that we're very free to do that. I'm not saying that we're not. I just, I know that in myself, I know that sometimes I feel attacked in that area. Like I feel like I can't, I can't raise my hands, right? I can't worship. And, and just like, um, I think it was uh, Robbie that said, um, he said that, um, he said that when one person stands, it, it creates, oh, I, I don't remember the exact wording, but it's basically you, you, you sturdy the backs of other people around you when one person stands. I'm, I'm not saying it exactly how he said it, but basically like that when one person is courageous, it, it makes room for everyone else around you to be courageous and stand for the kingdom of God. And, and I feel like that's, what's going to happen in the schools, guys. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of you standing and one of you standing up for the things of God and other people, you're going you're gonna to be like, I didn't know you were a Christian. I didn't know that, I didn't know that you were, and people, other people are going to stand with you. So guys, I want you to take heart and know that, that Jesus has already overcome the world. You don't have to do anything. It's not in your power. It's not in your might, but it's by his spirit. And that, that he is going to give you boldness. He is going to give you strength. He is going to give you courage. And that you guys don't have to be afraid. You don't have to fear because he is going to protect you. I, I really feel that that um, there are going to be times where there are people that aren't going to receive. I'm going to, I'm going to pull up my notes because there was something that he said that, that Robbie Dawkins said. And I want you guys to hear this because there are going to be times when you stand up and people aren't going to receive what you, want to, what you have to say. And, and don't take... Don't take it personal. Um, sorry, just give me a second here. Um, 
Okay. When you step out in boldness, hear the cheers of heaven, not the scorn of the earth. You know, because there's going to be people that are going to scorn you guys. There's going to be people that aren't going to want to hear what you have to say. But don't listen to them. Don't take it personal. Don't be discouraged when people get angry when you share the gospel. They aren't mad at you. They're mad at God. So don't take it personal, guys. Um, anyway, I can talk for hours, so I'll let it go. But. Come on. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's a lot. It's a lot. And, you know, just so you guys know, the theme of this uh, conference was passion to the youth. And, and I feel as if a lot of times as believers, being young or old, the enemy actually targets our passion. I actually want to want to bring this verse out to us before I even get into anything else. And it's from Romans 12. It's Romans 12 verse 11. It says this to all of us. It says, do not be slothful in zeal. This is actually a command. It says, do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. This is what this verse says to us. And I, and I, I truly believe that what God was doing this whole weekend was giving an impartation of zeal to each and every one of you, that you would begin to, that your passions, that like you could be passionate for so many other things in this world, that the passions were actually shifting and that there's actually a greater passion that you're going to begin to have for the Lord. You know, as if passions people have for sports teams or people have for uh, different events, different kinds of parties and things like that, but your passion is going to be of the Lord and you're going to see, have you seen what the Lord has done? And you're actually going to begin to declare it. I feel this so prophetically right now. You're even going to begin to declare it. Have you seen what the Lord has done? The amazing works that the Lord has done. Because he wants to do it again. And I believe that that's something that God is calling us all into. A place where we would actually step into passion. That we would step into passion for what God has for us. And if I could say just even in my own heart what happened on this, on this, uh, on this conference. Was that I really, even the first night I came in. And I was just like, God, I'm, I'm here. I want to see God. I want to see you guys touch these youth. And the Lord said, you think you just came here for them, but you actually came here to meet with me. <laughs> and in that, in that moment, something broke. Something immediately broke. And uh, in that whole weekend, I felt the Lord even doing in my heart a complete, a complete washing. It was like a washing in my heart that he was doing. Um, and going forward, I think we both were wrecked in that for, uh, forgiveness session. Like the Lord, the Lord wrecked me too, because um, I deal with a lot of things in my family as well. A lot of things I've been doing with with my mom and my sisters. That really, to be honest, I lock it up and I don't talk about it. But really, what's happening when I've been doing that is I've actually been building this unforgiveness. I didn't even know how big it was, and it and the Lord like released it, and there was like a deliverance that happened that took place for me there. Um, and, uh, but one thing that the Lord also spoke to me during this, it was during some times of worship was that we're going to have a youth group of revival, a youth group that is going to carry revival. And I, and I really sense that it is for, it is starting here, but it's not ending here. This is only the beginning of what the Lord's about to do in them and through them for an entire city. And so I just ask and pray that you guys would stand, stand with this next generation, stand with them in prayer, stand with them believing for the greater things. The limits are off because the Holy Spirit is in you. The limits are off. And so, yeah, there's so many things I would say, but just, just going even, just even going forward, um, I really feel that. What God is about to do is, is going to spark something incredible in, in our city, in the, the rest of our youth group, the youth that aren't even here right now, and the youth that are to come. Um, and so I know that I think that we should maybe pray going forward, pray for these. Do we want? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, in the message that Robbie Dawkins had, I think it was the first session, he uh, shared this story of... Um, a king that he he was actually about to die and um, and uh, the last wish that he had was that the men of his uh, kingdom would take his heart into battle 
And um, so when this king died, they actually encased his heart in glass. Like they took it out of his body, encased his heart in glass and in stone. And um, and they would take it into battle. Whenever they would go into battle, they would take one of, there would be a, I think it was probably, I would assume the leader probably had it around his neck. It was on a string. And um, and there was one time when they were going into battle and they were losing. And they had to, they were starting to retreat because they were being overtaken. And that one man, he, he, he felt so strongly to go on his horse into the, the middle of the battle where, where it was so dangerous for him. And he took that, that, th- that necklace of where the king's heart was and threw it into the middle of the, where it was just chaos. And, and, and then he went back to his men who had already retreated and said, now fight for it. I want you to fight for the, the king's heart. Will you fight for the king's heart? And, and I really felt like just when um, Daniel was saying that, that God is wanting us to fight for the heart of this city. Yeah. That God is, because is, right now it feels like, like, I don't know about you, but when I'm standing in this culture, I feel like there's so many wrong things that are happening and, and things that are affecting our children and our youth. And, and we need to stand up for what is right. And we need to, to, um, to fight for the heart of the king. And, and that's what the enemy doesn't want us to do because the enemy has built strongholds in the city that we aren't even aware of, we don't even know about. And, and when we fight for the kingdom, those strongholds are going to rise up against us, but we need to fight for the king's heart. And that's, that's what I wanted to say. That's so, good. that's so good. Come on. Come on. And I guess the last thing I want to say is like, just watching these youth like get transformed by God. It. It just wrecked me all weekend because like Sydney and I, our hearts since before we start is we want to see a generation encounter God like we did. We want to see a generation realize what they could carry, the God that they could walk with. And I believe I felt like this weekend you guys actually caught that. And so, yeah, just, yeah, so amazing. God is so amazing. So I want to give it back to Greg. I'll let Greg do whatever he wants to do next since we took over the service. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. That's good. Isn't that awesome? God working in people's lives. All right. Hallelujah. That's mine. Let's stand. Just want us to, uh, yeah, we're going to pray. We're going to pray actually for all of us because they've, they've gotten something and we're going to just press into that as well. And um, we're going to make that declaration. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.